You must know what your goal is and then you must be persistent in pursuit of it. You cannot give up. This is how you create breaks for yourself. You create your own luck. The Thinking Yourself into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club, compiles it into one easy to access recording and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Next up in this chapter on persistence, Hill says, many people believe that material success is the result of favorable, quote, breaks. There is an element of ground for the belief, but those depending entirely upon luck are nearly always disappointed because they overlook another important factor which must be present before one can be sure of success. It is the knowledge with which favorable, quote, breaks can be made to order. Okay, listen, guys, we don't live in a random universe. Nothing happens by chance. It's all cause and effect. So even though sometimes things look like a lucky break, there was a cause for that. You were, you put yourself in the right place. You were talking to the right person. You did ask that next question. You did offer your services. You did offer to help. You did make a connection for someone for which they felt grateful. And then they thought of you for something else. It's not random. It is cause and effect. And part of the cause that you need to put into play is persistence. That's why this is in the chapter on persistence. So Hill goes on to tell two separate stories here, which I think are worth worth hearing out loud here. During the Depression, W.C. Fields, the comedian, lost all his money and found himself without income, without a job, and his means of earning a living vaudeville no longer existed. Moreover, he was past 60 when many men considered themselves old. He was so eager to stage a comeback that he offered to work without pay in a new field, the movies. In addition to his other troubles, he fell and injured his neck. So now he's out of a job, out of income, vaudeville is gone, and he's injured his neck. To many, that would have been the place to give up and quit. But Fields was persistent. And, and I'm adding, he had an obsession. He had a burning desire. He had something that he was going after that he was completely committed to. It was a goal worth failing for. He knew that if he carried on, he would get the breaks sooner or later. And he did get them, but not by chance. He kept saying yes. He put himself out there. He said yes again. He put himself out there. He was persistent. Even at 60, which is not that far away for many of you. Maybe some of you are 60 and you know that you have a life ahead of you. You probably have another 20, 30, 40 years. It's not too late. Be persistent in pursuit of your dreams. The second story that Hill shares here is one of Marie Dressler. 
He says Marie Dressler found herself down and out with her money gone with no job when she was about 60. So again, that age. She too went after the quote breaks and got them. Her persistence brought an astounding triumph late in life, long beyond the age when most men and women are done with ambition to achieve. Eddie Cantor lost his money in, 19, in the 1929 stock crash, but he still had his persistence and his courage. With these plus two prominent eyes, he exploited himself back into an income of $10,000 a week. Remember, this was back at the beginning of the 20th century that Hill was writing this. So you have to put that in terms of today's dollars. That's probably $30,000 or $40,000 a week. Verily, if one has persistence, one can get along very well without many other qualities. The only break anyone can afford to rely upon is a self-made break. These come through the application of persistence. The starting point is definite of pur- definiteness of purpose. So again, you must know what you're going after. You must know what your goal is, and then you must be persistent in pursuit of it. You cannot give up. And this is how you create breaks for yourself. You, you create your own luck. So what are you doing today to create your own luck? What are three to five things that you can do now, action, actions that you can take right now to create your own luck? Be persistent. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's jump in. Hill says, examine the first hundred people you meet. Ask them what they want most in life and 98 of them will not be able to tell you. If you press them for an answer, some will say security. Many will say money. A few will say happiness. Others will say fame and power, and still others will say social recognition, ease in living, ability to sing, dance, or write, but none of them will be able to define these terms or give the slightest indication of a plan by which they hope to attain these vaguely expressed wishes. Riches do not respond to wishes. They respond only to definite plans backed by definite desires through constant persistence. That there is something you should pay attention to. I would listen to that. I would write it down. I would put it on a post-it note. I would look at it every single day. Riches do not respond to wishes. If you have a vague desire, if you have a wish, but you haven't gotten clear, you haven't claimed it, you haven't decided, this is what I'm going for and you haven't created a plan, it doesn't have to be micromanagement plan, it doesn't have to have all the little details, it just has to be a high level plan about how you're gonna go about creating that outcome, that which you desire, and then you must be persistent in your pursuit of it. Not erratically, not sometimes, not on Mondays, but not on Wednesdays, but consistently in pursuit of it. You must be persistent. Riches do not respond to wishes. Where are you wishing, but not clearly defining what you want and the plan to get there and taking the action towards it? Be honest with yourself there. Let's get super clear so we can have extraordinary results. 
Good morning, and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez, and let's get started with the four simple steps which lead to the habit of persistence. This is in the section on how to develop persistence. Hill says, there are four simple steps which lead to the habit of persistence. They call for no great amount of intelligence, no particular amount of education, and but little time or effort. That sounds pretty good, right? The necessary steps are, one, a definite purpose backed by burning desire for its fulfillment. Okay, you guys, if you've gotten this far in the program, you know this, you know this, you know this. But maybe you're in a place where you're like, oh, I've lost my way. What is it that I want? Choose the next thing. Choose the next thing. Choose what you want. Reclaim what you've dismissed in the past reclaim that burning desire that that you fogged out about you must you must have a clear place that you're going to own it just own it even if you don't know if it's possible then number 2 is a definite plan expressed in continuous action so high level plan you know what your next thing is then there's a bunch of action that you have to do to execute on that next phase of the plan. Go do that. Okay. Are you doing that today? Do you know what that is? Have you mapped that out? Do you need help with that? If you need help with that, reach out to us. We're here for you. Okay. This is one of the things we do for our clients. We help you develop a clear plan because sometimes all the noise comes up, all the, the, Fear comes up and you can't see the forest for the trees. You get too nervous. You get in your own way. It's an easy and abundant universe. Let us help you. Okay. So book a consult. It's super, super easy. You can do, uh, you can go to the unstoppablewoman.com slash next level, and that will take you to a page where you can book a consult. Okay. Onward. Uh, step number three, a close, a mind closed tightly against all negative and discouraging influences, including negative suggestions of relatives, friends, and acquaintances. So note here that sometimes these negative influences come from relatives. That means your family, the people you think ought to be supporting you the most. Well, sometimes they show their love by showing their fear, meaning they will be worried for you, but that's not going to get you what you want. You must lock your mind to all the, oh my God, it's not going to happen. The what ifs, the, the, don't you think that's a little too risky? And what about this? Or the underhanded passive aggressive stuff that sometimes happens. It sometimes comes from your family, sad, but true. Okay. And sometimes it comes from your friends. It might be well-meaning, but it's still undermining you. So you must lock your mind against all negative and discouraging influences. And four, a friendly alliance with one or more persons who will encourage one to follow through with both plan and purpose. This is so important, guys. So important. I don't know if you've heard me talk about the spirit of wealth, mastermind and masterclass, but that's one of the reasons why I set it up is because you need a group of people, a friendly alliance, who will encourage you, who have a growth mindset, who have belief, who have confidence, who understand that you must go for more in order to achieve more. And they're not going to 
undermine that, they are going to support that. You must have an alliance with people who can help you step into your best self, into your confidence, into your certainty, who support you when you go into the noise, into the confusion. So the four steps, again, definite purpose backed by burning desire, a definite plan expressed in continuous action, a mind closed tightly against all negative and discouraging influences, and a friendly alliance with one or more persons who will encourage you to follow through with both plan and purpose. Do you have those four things set for yourself? Do you have those four things set for yourself? Hill says, these four steps are essential for success in all walks of life. The entire purpose of these principles of this philosophy is to enable one to take these four steps as a matter of habit. So you want to be doing these habitually. Right now, if you're at the beginning, you probably need to make a conscious effort to do these. But ultimately, these need to be your habits. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Hill says, what mystical power gives to men of persistence the capacity to master difficulties? Does the quality of persistence set up in one's mind some form of spiritual, mental, or chemical activity which gives one's access to supernatural forces? Does infinite intelligence throw itself on the side of the person who still fights on after the battle has been lost with the whole world on the opposing side? These and many other similar questions have arisen in my mind as I have observed men like Henry Ford who started at scratch and built an industrial empire of huge proportions with little else in the way of a beginning but persistence. Or Thomas A. Edison who, with less than three months of schooling, less than three months of schooling, for all of those who think that you need another certification, certification or you need to go back to school, Thomas A. Edison, who, with less than three months of schooling, became the world's leading inventor and converted persistence into the talking machine, the moving picture machine, and the incandescent light to say nothing of half a hundred other useful inventions. I've had the happy privilege of analyzing both Mr. Edison and Mr. Ford year by year over a long period of years and therefore the opportunity to study them at close range. So I speak from actual knowledge when I say that I found no quality save persistence in either of them that even remotely suggested the major source of their, stu- of their stupendous achievements. You guys, that's pretty impressive. Can you build your persistence muscle? What would that even look like for you today? What if you just didn't stop? What if you just didn't say, I'm too tired? What if you just didn't say, that's good enough for right now? Or this is too hard? Or I don't know what to do or where to find that or how to do that. What if you said, what if I did know? Or what would be my first step? Or if I did know, who would I call? What would I do? What would my first step be or my next step be? 
ask a better question and step into a higher level of persistence. You must build this muscle. What are you going to do today to build your persistence muscle? Because this, as Hill says, is the differentiating factor. He says, I found no quality save persistence in either of them that even remotely suggested the major source of their stupendous achievements. So yes, you need your burning desire. You need it to be clear. You need to have a plan. All of these things that we're walking you through in this Morning Mindset Club and the study of Think and Grow Rich are super important. And yet they don't suffice. They, they are not enough without persistence. So ask a better question. Ask, how can I stay in the game? How can I stay persistent? How can I do one more rep, one more set, one more thing? Now, this is not advocating for, for spinning out and being overwhelmed. Step out of that. You don't have to go into chaos. It can be a joy. You can do that one more thing with delight. Try that on for size. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and today we start chapter 10 in Think and Grow Rich, Power of the Mastermind, the Driving Force and the Ninth Step Towards Riches. So power of the mastermind. He Hill is going to speak a lot about power here and, and he's going to speak about the mastermind. What happens when you put more than one mind together. You get a mastermind, a, a mind that is more than those two minds together. It's an exponential power. And he says it's the driving force. It's what what is pushing, is driving you forward. So let's dive in. Let's see how that works. Okay. Hill says, power is essential for success in the accumulation of money. So you need power. He's saying you need power. Okay. There's multiple kinds of power, but what kind of power do you need? Let's listen. Plans are inert and useless without sufficient power to translate them into action. So you can be someone who comes up with the best plan you can be an idea creation machine. You can write it all out. You can plan it all out. And plans are important. You've heard me talk about plans. You do need a high level plan, but they remain inert and useless without the power to translate them into action. You must move them into action. You must move yourself into action. Nothing happens without action. This chapter will describe the method by which an individual may attain and apply power. So power is critical to the movement of your idea from a plan, from an idea into a plan, into action. Power may be defined as organized and intelligently directed knowledge. Organized and intelligently directed knowledge. Power, as the term is used here, refers to organized effort sufficient to enable an individual to transmute desire into its monetary equivalent. 
organized effort is produced through the coordination of effort of two or more people who work toward a definite end in a spirit of harmony. So juicy, guys. You're all moving towards a particular end. Now, there's a variety of different kinds of masterminds, right? This is when two or more minds come together. You might be working with the minds already in your organization, the people on your team, your second in in command, your third in command, your fourth in command, your fifth in command. Um, You might have a company meeting. You might open it up to giant discussion. You might have contractors. You're all moving towards a definite end. You have a goal in mind or you, you need to have a goal in mind. Hopefully that's abundantly clear by now. And the people on your team are all working towards that. Now, what about if you have a mastermind with people that are not on your team? Do they have the same ultimate goal as you do? Well, if they're not in your business, they're not going to have the same business goal as you do. But they may have a goal of mutual growth. I want to support you in your growth because I know that you can support me in my growth. And I know that to give first is the first, you know, the first law of receiving is giving. So I'm going to give first. I'm going to give my knowledge, my expertise, my business building acumen, my, my entrepreneurial, um, drive. I'm going to bring the, the, the key things that I have, my intelligence, my genius, my, my areas of expertise to the conversation. And in return, I know that you will do the same for me. And this is going to help my business. It might not be someone on your team that you pay or that's a contractor, an employee, but it's someone who has agreed, I will help you, you will help me. Let's go and slay. Let's go and have more life. Let's go grow. And it's done with that definite end in mind. Growth as the the goal. And in a spirit of harmony. It cannot be a spirit of com, uh, competitiveness. A spirit. Well, you can be competitive and be in harmony. That's a, that's a conversation for another time. But you need to have a idea that you are doing it in alignment with the other person for more life for everyone. Even if you are in competition, you don't have to cut the other person down. You can be winning for yourself. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's dive in. Next up, Hill says, power is required for the accumulation of money. Power is necessary for the retention of money after it's been accumulated. Let us ascertain how power may be acquired. If power is organized knowledge, Let us examine the sources of knowledge. So he is saying that power is organized knowledge. For the purposes of our discussion here, let's just agree with him that this is what he means by power and how it will affect your income generating possibilities. So he says, let us examine the sources of knowledge. One, 
is infinite intelligence. This source of knowledge may be contacted through the procedure described in another chapter with the aid of imagination. So important. I did a whole masterclass on imagination and it's something that is absolutely critical as a means of connecting you to infinite intelligence. What is infinite intelligence? Infinite intelligence is life force, it's source, it's spirit, it's God. It's all the energy that is. It's this thing that we cannot see, but we know exists. So this source of, of knowledge, which is power, can be, con- if power, if it's applied, right? Knowledge applied, um, can be contacted through imagination. You must use your imagination to understand what it takes to do what you need to do. How do you do that? You you start seeing what you want and imagining what it would take to get there. And you allow yourself to receive the ideas. This This is what connects us to infinite intelligence. We ask a question, how would I do that? And you're asking it in your imagination. You're imagining how to do it. And you get the ways and the means. They come through. Okay, second thing here. Accumulated experience. This is another way uh, that power is acquired. The accumulated experience of man or that portion of it which has been organized and recorded may be found in any well-equipped public library. Or in our case, in this day and age, the internet, right? It has everything. Just YouTube alone. Oh my goodness. Such a plethora of information out there. And that is accumulated experience. An important part of this accumulated experience is taught in public schools and colleges where it has been classified and organized. But now you don't need to go to school or college. You can just type something into to Google and you'll get an answer. That is organized knowledge. Now it's up to you to apply it. Okay. Three, experiment and research. In the field of science and in practically every other walk of life, men are gathering, classifying, and organizing new facts daily. This is the source to which one must turn when knowledge is not available through accumulated experience. Here too, the creative imagination must often be used. So you have a lot of experience. Are you going to use that? for yourself or against yourself. Many people use experience when it doesn't give them the results that they want against themselves, against themselves. They say, I'm doing something wrong. I did something wrong. I made a mistake. I effed up. Instead of going, oh, look, that cause got me this result in a very neutral neutral way, in a way that allows you to learn from your experience. Are you going to have a growth mindset which says, I learn from my experience, it's fine to make mistakes as long as I learn from them? Or are you going to have a limited mindset that says, I'm afraid to make mistakes. I'm afraid to acquire experience through trial and error. That is going to limit your power, period, full stop. And you don't want that. So go ahead, take some action, risk some things, 
learn from your experience. It's hugely necessary and it's a huge power that you can use to acquire what you want. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. So next up in this chapter on the power of the mastermind, Hill says, no individual may have great power without availing himself of the mastermind. So that's fairly emphatic, you guys. No individual, so without exception, not some individuals, but no individual may have great power without availing himself of the mastermind. So if you want great power, you must be part of a mastermind. That's a pretty emphatic statement. Let's, let's hear what else he has to say about this because it's very important. So you may better understand the intangible potentialities of power available to you through a properly chosen mastermind group. We will here explain the two characteristics of the mastermind principle, one of which is economic in nature, the other psychic. The economic feature is obvious. Economic advantages may be created by any person who surrounds himself with the advice, counsel, and personal cooperation of a group of men or women who are willing to lend him or her wholehearted aid in a spirit of perfect harmony. This form of cooperative alliance has been the basis of nearly every great fortune. Your understanding of this great truth may definitely determine your financial status. The psychic phase of the mastermind principle is much more abstract, much more difficult to comprehend because it has reference to the spiritual forces with which the human race as a whole is not well acquainted. You may catch a significant suggestion from this statement. No two minds ever come together without thereby creating a third, invisible, intangible force, which may be likened to a third mind. Okay, let's pause there for a moment. He goes on and we'll cover these, the, that information in a future episode. But for today, you must understand that there is an economic benefit and there is a spiritual benefit. Now, economic benefit, we know what that is. That means that your income, your cash flow, your ability to create money is improved. And it's improved exponentially with the aid of additional minds. When you take a problem to a group of people who are in harmony with you, meaning they are wishing to solve that same problem. And even if they're wishing to solve it simply because they want to help you, it's not their problem, but they want to help you, that works. Sometimes your mastermind are, are people who have the same exact problem and you need to work together to solve that problem. Sometimes the people coming together have different challenges, but you work together bringing your perspective, your experience, your intelligence, your, your relative view on a matter. Now, why is that important? 
you're looking at your problem from your perspective. Perhaps you need a different perspective. Perhaps looking at it from your perspective again and again and again isn't actually showing you the opportunity or the solution that is here right now. The law of polarity says the answer precedes the problem. It is here. They are linked as a whole. There is always a solution to the issue you are facing, but you do not have the perspective required to solve that problem, to hear or see the answer. So wouldn't it be great if you had another brilliant mind that could give you a different perspective? That's when we have exponential success. That's when we really take things to the next level. Now, the psychic phase of the mastermind principle is much more abstract, he says. And it's because how is it that when two minds come together, there is a third mind that is created and, and there is this, this psychic energy that, that gets created towards a positive end. And this is very powerful. It connects you to a force that is greater than the, the singular minds separately or even those two minds together. It creates this third, more powerful energy. And it's a way of tapping into spirit. It's a way of tapping into all the energy that is. That's here. It's here now. And it wants to create through you how do you tap into it? Well, being a part of a mastermind is one way to do that. So with that, I'd like you to think of a couple things. One, do you have a well-conceived mastermind? With that, I want you to think of a couple things for you. Now that you know what a mastermind is, are you in one that is actually serving your ends. Now that's not, that doesn't make you selfish to say, does it serve my ends? It makes you smart. You're going to want to look at whether you are in a mastermind that's going to help you create what you want. Okay. With that, we're going to make that a wrap. I want you to think about this concept of a mastermind. Think about how it might affect your economic bottom line and also the ease with which you are able to do things that the how you might be working with the power of the universe rather than swimming upstream and against the power of the universe when you step into a mastermind for the bonus content of this episode i want to talk to you about how to make your life, your business, your cash flow, your goal achievement, whatever you're going after, so much easier. So critical. If you want to make things easier, you have to step out of a perspective that sees the work that you do as requiring struggle. Now, why might you think that? That seems a little insane, right? We want things to be easier. We want to be able to reach our revenue goals faster, easier. We want to be able to meet our payroll without freaking out about it every month easier, right? We want these things consciously. Why would we be making them a struggle? And yet your results don't lie. 
if the, the experience that you're having is one of struggle, then you have to look at what's causing that and look at how to make it easier. So what might be causing that? Your self-image, your identity, your subconscious programming of who you are and what is acceptable or not acceptable, acceptable to be, do, have is driving the show. If you, for, for instance, have a self-image that says you must work hard to receive anything that's worthy of receiving, you must struggle for, you must be in pain for, you must have a monkey on your back in order to achieve it. If that's your self-image, well, what's going to happen in your business? Well, it's going to come out in not seeing easy solutions, not acting on opportunities that would save time. It's going to come out as distraction, procrastination, losing your focus, making things so much harder for yourself. So what is one solution to this? Well, we've entered into this chapter on the power of mastermind. And so that is a very important piece to this puzzle. It's Napoleon Hill has given this a whole chapter in his book. It's so critical to success. And why might that be? Well, in a mastermind, you get different perspectives. And if you are in an environment where you're with other people that are harmonizing with you, meaning they they want to support you, they want to to help you achieve your goals, but they have different perspectives, you will start seeing things that you wouldn't have seen previously. It's putting yourself in a different environment and shaking things up. It's saying, actually, the self-image I have right now is not working for me and I need to change that self-image, absolutely, 100%. And I want to mention that the spirit of wealth, mastermind and masterclass actually helps you change that self-image. But in addition, just being in the room with other smart, intelligent, fabulous women who bring a different perspective to your problem is going to exponentially put you ahead. It's going to help you move through the blind spots, move through the blocks to you seeing the answers to your problem. So you can see that self-image and environment go hand in hand. Self-image and the people you're surrounding yourself with go hand in hand in terms of whether you are going to be a success, whether you're going to have greater power, whether you're going to achieve your goals faster, or whether it's going to be a situation where you're in the same place year after year. You are making incremental progress. You keep hitting the same invisible limits. You, you keep self-sabotaging in the same kinds of ways over and over and over again. You stay small instead of growing. All of these things. If you really want to break through, you must change your self-image and you must have different perspectives on your problem. This is going to help you grow exponentially and achieve your goals faster than you ever thought possible. So for today's bonus episode, the think on this is who's in your mastermind? 
Who's in your mastermind? Do you have a group of women who are bringing a new perspective to your issues, your problems, your marketing challenge, your growth challenge, your team challenge, your, you know, product or service challenge? Do you have a group of women who are bringing a new perspective so that you have an exponential amount of brain power working on your, your problem? You, because we all have problems, okay? That you might want to call them challenges. That might be a little softer edge to it. But at every stage of business, there's going to be a challenge. If you want to move through those faster, get a group of women who have a powerful perspective on how to grow and ask them what to do. You will grow exponentially if you do that. Okay, with that, rock it out. I'm Amira Alvarez. Have an amazing day. Hey, are you loving this material? We'd love to know. Join our Be Unstoppable Facebook group where we go live answering your questions and sharing even more material to help you step forward powerfully in your business and your life. Go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash Facebook group. When you get there, leave us a comment or ask us a question. We'd love to hear from you. See you in the group and rock it out and be unstoppable.